Welcome to the show. This is TJ. Hi, it's Michael. Michael, are you a power bottom? I like to be tied up. I like to be handcuffed. <laughs> You're an idiot. Let's go to a commercial, Michael. They're not commercials. <laughs> Michael. Welcome to Quirinstein Bears, the podcast. I just don't like her. Your hosts, CJ and Michael Burlow. Wait, why can't I say that? It's a lot bigger in person. Stop it. Check us out on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Screaming. By searching the Quirinstein Bears, the podcast. You really don't understand. <laughs> That's disgusting. <laughs> And now, here are your hosts, CJ and Michael. Hey, kiddos. Welcome back to another fun-filled edition of the Queer and Steam Bears podcast. It's Tuesday, motherfuckers. Why are you yelling? Why are you yelling? Why aren't you yelling? Exactly. <laughs> it's Tuesday. It's the second day or third day if you go by the Sunday method. Um, it is a Tuesday. I don't know if it's the morning, the evening, the afternoon, but it's Tuesday, and it's going to be a fun fucking day. What do they say in the Truman Show? And if I don't see it, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Yes, you say it every single episode, Michael. Do I really? Every episode you bring in the Truman <laughs> quote. Um, that's right. It is another wild episode of the Queensdean Bears, the podcast. Are you so excited to be home? I am excited to be home um we missed you here in orlando i did not miss orlando <gasps> i had to work bingo all by myself <laughs> and you survived barely barely um that's right this is a brand new episode it is a tuesday me and michael are now home in orlando we're back reunited and it feels so good i feel like that's a one-sided statement today <gasps> I'm it's kidding, just easier Michael. To do, it's just easier to do a podcast in person because we can like bounce things off of each other. It is. It's good to see you again, Michelle. Thanks. Yeah. My name is CJ, and I have merch out, so I'll go buy it. <laughs> and my name is Michael. I'll just take $20 from you, and you can tell me what you want me to do. <laughs> uh, that's what the bathroom stall usually says. Usually. Michael... That's right. I'm home. Yeah, yeah. Welcome yeah. back. Yeah. How was your week without me? It was good. I did a lot Fuck of... Fuck off, <laughs> asshole. I mean, I had a good week. I worked a little bit. I got my apartment cleaned. I baked and then burned cupcakes. I heard you got a new car. I got a brand new car. A 2021 sports car. A Hyundai Elantra. Because those are sports cars now. Was it a broke Hyundai Elantra? No. And well, that's good. I'm glad you got a new car. Your oh. old car was kind of a piece of shit. Yeah, and it was like always what is a brand new car when I got it. The car was only four years old. Oh, yeah. And you got a brand new one. It had like, what, 70 miles on it when My you got it? My car had 71 miles on it when I picked it up from the lot the other day. And now it's got 130. I'm just kidding. No, it's already. like 300 miles on it already. Jesus. Oh, well, you have been going back and forth. I had been go twice at twice in the last two weeks, and I had to go to work back and forth. Yeah. Well, that's good. I'm glad you got a new car. It's a really cute little little car. She's pretty. It's cut like a sports car, uh, but runs like a mom van. So. And it purrs like a kitten. <laughs> yeah. Sure, Michael. Sure. We should call her Tabitha. We're not. You call your car whatever you want. It's your car. Yeah, I could. I said you should have called it Pearl because it's white and boring. No, stupid. <laughs> and like like 10 of the past 15 Drag Race winners, white and boring. Boop! And we'll dive into Drag Race in a little bit, because we have a lot to say about season 13. So how was your week in LA without me? Um, Peaceful. <gasps> <laughs> I'm a good time. Michael, it's nothing against you, um, but there was like this chaotic energy that was going on when all of us were in, in LA. I know what you're talking about. Between having uh, yourself... Gidget Galore, Ginger, and myself all cooped up in a two-bedroom apartment on the 
16th floor of this apartment building. I was ready building. to throw myself off the fucking balcony. Um, at the it was a day. lot to all be like put into this tiny little space. And then when you and Gidget left and came home to Orlando, me and Ginger were both like, this is nice. And then we threw ourselves into work. So we really didn't right. even have time to kind of like understand what was going on. Uh, you guys were busy. We were busy. We were working every single day. And then we had two days off. And when we had days off with you and Gidget being in town, it was like, hey, let's go look at the Brady Bunch house. But hold hey, on, hold on, let's go hold look on, at the hold Golden on, Girls hold on, hold on. house. Oh, let's go look at the American Horror Story I house. I would have been fine not doing all that stuff. I only brought the other stuff up that we could do while we were already out of the house. Yeah, don't blame others. I'm not blaming others, but like, <laughs> I would have been, been fine sitting in the hotel room. I've been to L.A., Countless times, but it, LA is not that fun. But it was nice when we had two days off to kind of just like relax and and we relaxed the two days that they went to the studio. You and I just hung out in the hotel and watched TV. Yeah, but we also recorded podcasts. Oh, we right, did right, you know right. the Friday show? We still worked without necessarily like working, working, but That's we still worked fair. on stuff between you know the podcast stuff. But it was really nice. Um, but I'm home now, and um, I missed my dog. I missed my bed. And I'm glad to just be kind of out of that crazy world that is Los Angeles. She is back, 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 back again. Michael, um, this is our ninth episode of Queen Steamers, the podcast, which means that next week on May 4th on Star Wars Day, it is our 10th episode. And as a celebration for that 10th episode, I thought we would bring in our first guest. We have back from the dead, Carrie Fisher here. <laughs> Interview Harrison Ford will join Harrison us. Harrison Ford will join us on the Queers and um, Bears. But our, like I said, we do have a very special guest next week. Uh, they are somebody that I looked up to for uh, quite a little bit of time. Uh, it's somebody that I have definitely admired for what they have done in the in the world that they are from. Um, and I'm so excited to have them on the podcast. Do we get to tell them who it is now? We don't. Why? We're gonna we're gonna wait a little bit longer into the episode, right after our, like the drag race portion. Can we'll we talk titillate about them. We can titillate their taste buds. Ooh. Let me let me take a, a nice sip of my uh, Alani New Energy Hawaiian shaved ice. They taste I, like love tinkle. I love it. So um, one a little sidebar: when I was in LA, uh, I went to their Target that was kind of by the hotel we were at. And it's bougie targets, Target. Target. It is Target. It was beautiful, and they had these energy drinks that I had never seen before in Orlando. They were called. They're called Alani New. A L A N I N U. There isn't in, that the Disney Resort. It is. They're like a vegan, health, gluten free, sugar free uh, energy. So basically, company. it's water with energy. Yeah. Um. But like we fell in love with them. They're, I enjoy them. I'm drinking the Hawaiian shaped ice. I think it's flavor. gross. I'm drinking the uh, same one. It tastes. Like what I would think copper tone sunscreen would taste like. Have you it, never it, gotten sunscreen in your mouth? Not copper you say you have it, you're a liar. God, it tastes like sunscreen. It does. It tastes like sunscreen. But I don't mind it. It's different than, like, I feel like it has the good energy boost that, like, uh, Monster or Red Bull. I go for good energy boost. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this, this is very good. This is great. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> Yabba dabba <dude. laughs> I was watching Sex and the City 2 the other night for the third time in two weeks. <laughs> well, I'm glad you entertained yourself while we were gone. I watched it on the airplane, too. Um, anyway, so I was watching Sex and the City 2, and they get picked up at the airport when they go to Abu Dhabi. Mm-hmm. And she gets in the back of her like fancy car. She goes, come on, we got a lot of Abu Dhabi to do. Abu Dhabi do! And I was like, that is the greatest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. I'll make your bed rock. Hey-o! Thanks, Thanks for stealing a joke from Little Wayne. Um... My room is the G-spot. Call me Mr. Flintstone. I can make a bedrocker. He's not the first one to ever say it, so calm down. 
Just because that's your only culture reference to it doesn't make anything. Goodbye. Michael, this week we had one kind of gay headline that hit the circuits. I'm going to the governor's mansion, kids. Everybody knows dad's a little nuts. Stop it. I don't know who that was supposed to be impersonating. Because if that was supposed to be Caitlyn Jenner, that was the worst thing I've ever heard. Why? What's yours? Hey, Kato, we're going to go. It's going to be a grand old time. You know, Dad's going to go and become governor of California. He's a little nuts doing it, but that's okay. But that's right. Caitlyn Jenner has announced her bid to be the governor of California. I I don't have words. Apparently, did you see the TMZ article? The Kardashians are not going to be supporting Caitlyn Jenner in her run for the office. Well, she's running as a Republican. Of course she is. And she's getting... Did I not tell you two weeks ago that she was running as a Republican and you said, no, she won't? I'm going to... One moment here, we're going to roll back the tape. They're expecting that Caitlyn Jenner, an openly trans woman, is going to oppose an openly Democratic governor as a, like a Republican candidate, which is crazy because stereotypically and historically, the Republican Party is anti-trans. She won't run as a Republican. So- See, you just heard yourself say she wasn't going to run as a Republican. <laughs> um, so, can you say it now? No. You're right, Michael. Say it. Nope. Why? Because I'm not. Can you say it? Nope. Tell me I'm right. It hurts. <laughs> just say it. It's like apologizing. It hurts. <laughs> Anyway, do a little more of that sometimes. Fuck off, Michael. <laughs> Michael thinks he's funny. Yeah, Michael's um, very funny. But yeah, she's gonna be running for the governor's seat of California. She just put out her whole like campaign. She thing. put out her whole uh, exactly the other day, asking for donations, uh, running as a Republican with guidance from one of Trump's top aides. And so it'll be interesting if she uh, if she gets any further than just kind of the fundraising stage in there because I vote for her. Why? Just to say that I did. Did we see how well it worked for the president when we had a personality in the White House? No, because I didn't vote for him. But still, like, my whole thing with Caitlyn running is good for her for running. I mean, our Schwarzenegger ran and everybody thought that was a big fucking joke and he actually turned out to be a good governor. Yes, but after the fiasco that was the Donald Trump presidency? But I think that's a little bit different. I think Caitlyn Jenner is a little bit different than Donald Trump. Caitlyn Jenner's not a Nazi. How? Caitlyn Jenner's literally not a fucking crazy fucking evil being. As far as we know. I mean, yeah. Trump wasn't either until he got in the White House. But she's got a selfie stick. So it'll be very interesting. That was really the only kind of gay headline that happened this week. Nothing really gay excited me this week. (laughs) It's very, very very non-exciting gay week. (laughs) It's very straight week. So with that being said, Michael, um, I think you should uh, serve the kids, if you will. Oh, you're making me tell a story. I am going to make you tell a story. I'm going to turn my mic away so you can tell a story. If you're going to be a manager in a restaurant and you're going to consistently complain about your staffing levels and you're going to complain about employees not wanting to work and not pick up shifts and just generally not having good morale in the building, you need to realize what's going on in the restaurant and fix the things and make the effort to, you know, kind of fix what's going on in your workplace. You know, you can't get mad at employees for not being motivated to come to work and not being motivated to, you know, do their jobs better and to be a better employee if you're not willing to put the work in to make the workplace not toxic and not happy. So this past week, we've had seven or eight employees quit because management won't address the issues that are going on. You know, we want to have these meetings. We want to have these powwows and have these like situations where, oh, we the company's here to support you. We're here to help you out. But then it turns out that you don't really give a shit about your server's personal lives. All you care about is to like show up, sling margaritas and fucking chips and have a good day. It's like, yeah, I get this bitch wants her fourth container of creamy jalapeno dip, but like, how about you make the workplace less shitty? Like, <laughs> Damn, Michael. No, but seriously though, like I have been a manager in a hotel and I have been a manager in a restaurant before. I know how this fucking game works. 
treat your employees well because then they'll treat your customers well and everything will work out right. I like I may fucking sometimes be a shitty employee. I am not going to lie. Coming from being a manager, like I can spot organizations and managers and like people that care in the organization and I can tell at work that what people don't give a shit and then I'm not motivated to put my 100% effort in if you don't give a shit. Whereas when I did when as a manager, I put everything into these jobs and into making the experience great for my team and it showed in the product and it showed in customer service surveys and just the way that my employees treated the customers and it's just kind of bullshit when you work somewhere and they don't give a fuck. Well, if anybody, you totally understand it too, CJ. You were in management in for GameStop and you were also in management like in leadership at Universal. Yeah, I, I understand where you're coming from. Like I'm a firm believer of lead by example and like if you want people to do the things that you are pushing them to do, you should do the same thing. Right, you don't, people don't quit jobs. People quit managers that's bullshit that, no but that is no not, that's not bullshit. no it People is bullshit managers. no it's bullshit because i've had managers that were great but the job itself sucked so i've quit the job and not the manager that whole people quit managers no you're a bitch and you can't understand that these people are getting paid to be a certain way and just because you don't agree with their ways of doing something it's something i learned when i worked at universal that management has a certain criteria that they have to do every single day and right. while the the basic level employee do not understand that this is their job this is what they're getting paid to do you may not like what they're telling you to do, but unfortunately, if they don't tell you what to do and how to do it, they get in trouble for it. Right, so, but I'm coming from it like the point of I have been a manager in a restaurant that is very similar to the one that I'm currently working at. I generally know what the job entails and I generally know what they're required to do. But you have never been a manager where you work now. No, correct. So you don't understand. You don't understand, Amy. You, you are, are not, not my, my boss. Job. <laughs> um, you don't understand like the... The responsibilities that the, the company that you work for now has on their leadership. You're going off of past experience. Correct. For other companies that tell you to do something. Like I can tell you from experience that the management role at a GameStop is completely then different than a manager in a hospitality world. Right. And I can't compare the two. You have to go into it with the ideal of this is what the boss is telling me to do because this is the, the leadership style that he has or she has unfortunately been told to do based off of the company structure. I guess we'll agree to disagree. We will. Oh my God, guess what time it is. What time is it? It's your favorite time. What time? It's your favorite time. Hammer time. No. Um, Drinking time. Happy no. hour. Um, Give me no. a hint. Oh, yes. <laughs> give me a hint. Rhymes is shmershal. Commercial time. Commercial time. Fuck my drag, right? I'd like to keep it on, please. Back rolls. You're perfect, Some you're beautiful, them. you look like Linda Evangelista, you're a model. Everything about you is perfect. Did you stone those tights? Oh, you're smiling. They eat her up every single time she's on that damn stage. She doesn't even, she can walk out there in a diaper. And they're like, Valentina, your smile is beautiful. Exactly, I'm not here to make best buddies, bitch. I'm not here to be your friend. Then shut the up, because you do a lot of talking. You've been everybody's BFF and kicky, 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 kicky. No, I'm not here to be your friend, your friend. I'm here to win $100,000 and be the next competition. If I get along with you, I get along with them. Clearly, I don't get along with you. That's fine. I don't have to be your friend. I don't have to be your friend to win this show. This is not RuPaul's best friend, No, Sherlock. Girl, look how orange you fucking look, girl. You're Don't used to being with my runner-up and being um, behind me. Don't switch the game up now, mama. Okay, you're taking it personal. I'm joking. Oh, now I'm not joking, bitch. They got me, gal. <laughs> <laughs>
Do I have something on my face? I am annoying, I am fake, Hold I'm not that. who I'm being, Hold I'm up, pretending bitch. to be somebody not I'm not. It, no, that's what I did not want to make it, Ganja. Well, how am I supposed to feel in this moment? Ganja, I didn't want to make it that everybody was attacking you. Yeah, I feel very attacked. Relax, relax. Or at least I am a showgirl, bitch. Go back to Party City where you belong. Quarantine Bears, the podcast. <laughs>Finally fucking made it. It's the end of the show as we know it. Fucking two weeks and we start another fucking season. <laughs> that is right, ladies and gentlemen. Season 13 of the Emmy Award winning RuPaul's Drag Race has come to an end. Thank fucking God. <laughs> After six years and 375 episodes, season 13 has reached the finish line. And the winner was Rosé. Yay, Rosé! I'm just kidding. No. She didn't win. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so we're finally done. If you tuned in this past Saturday uh, to our live stream, which was a once in a blue moon kind of Saturday. Saturday live stream. We normally do them on Friday, so stay tuned for our next one on Friday. We kind of tooted and booted the looks for the top four for their uh, their ball look, which was black and white, red all over, and then the the oh, grand finale, Eleganza. Extravaganza. extravaganza. So we tooted and booted them on our live stream. Here's a little sound clip of our tooting and booting of some of the looks. Um, so this was Mick's first look. I... This is hands down my favorite outfit that I have ever seen on RuPaul's Drag Race. I'm a huge, huge... Really? I'm a huge, huge, huge Hellraiser fan. And it's literally an, an homage to the Cenobots from fucking Hellraiser. And she it's has... It's Hellraiser. It's Hellraiser. And she has the puzzle box as her purse. Yeah. That is one of the best... Thank you, Amar. One of the best outfits I have ever seen on RuPaul's Drag Race. I was sick to death of the producers gaslighting us the entire season that Candy Muse was good drag or that Candy Muse was, like, good <laughs> in general. Because, I'm sorry, like, you're good, t- sis, you're great TV, you're funny, you're a little annoying, some and like, sometimes personable when you're not being a cunt. <laughs> she's a, I'm sorry she's a cunt. Like, Damn, sis. She's us, mean. Tell us how you really She's do. mean. And then she came out in that. That is one of the worst <clears throat> gowns I have um, ever seen. See, I like everything but the headpiece. No, I hate it. I like everything but that headpiece. I don't want to sound mean or nasty. But you're going to, This so. dress makes her look fat. She is fat, though. No, but I think in a non-flattering way. Can... Okay. It's a gown, Mary. I understand that. In what I think world- it makes her look very, like, boxy and, like, hippie and, like, she got, like, a little... Yeah, I just but don't. in what world would any kind of gown that is fluffed at the bottom like that with a bunch of crinoline make anybody look thin? It, it wouldn't, so why would you wear it? Because they're her, she likes it. I, okay. I think it's a beautiful I outfit. <laughs> I love the outfit. I don't like the headpiece. I don't like anything about this outfit. The only outfit of hers I liked it was the original one. Rose didn't paint herself. And then she came out in what I think is the best she has oh, ever yes. looked in the entire season. Um, she came out in this beautiful, I beautiful outfit. Yeah, no, it was time. definitely the best she looked all season. So. And, but she must have had time to change her makeup because her makeup is so different in this look. Well, yeah, they always have time to change their makeup. Right, I'm just saying, like, um, the other ones didn't look like her. This looked like rosé but elevated. Like what we saw all season, but, like, she gave a shit yeah. this time. I hate everything about it. 
I love Simone. I hate the outfit. <laughs> she looks like a character from Beetlejuice. Nope. I think it's just that background. That makes it is the background. Cool. So here's the thing. It looks cheap. The hair looks good. Um, I didn't realize that the hands were actually hair as well until yeah. I zoomed in on it. Um, but to me, it's one of those looks that I'm like, oh, so she had a uh, red bra and panty and then put some red, mm-hmm. bought a bunch of fucking red nails and put it on it. It looks... Compared to everything else she has worn all season... That's my Halloween costume. Um, between her first look that she ever yeah. walked in with a fucking Polaroid dress... That's my favorite thing And that this, like. why would you walk in with a cheap look and walk out with a cheap look? What about them apples? I'm still so fucking obsessed <laughs> with that Hellraiser, with that Hellraiser look. The, yeah, sure. That Hellraiser look was everything. It was. So yeah, go go check out the live stream that we did to listen to our opinions on the runway looks. From this point out, we're just going to kind of talk about their grand finale, Eleganza Extravaganza looks, uh, the lip syncs, and you know our opinion on the the winner. Did you see what they wore to the to the viewing party though? I did. Um, I loved Mix and I love Simone. Simone's was so cute. Simone's was cute. It was kind of like that that Jack Skeleton Halloween costume. And then you had like my favorite on there was Rose's. The, the Rose's hair was everything. Candy looked beautiful with her makeup though. Candy's makeup looks stunning. Yeah, she probably didn't paint herself. No, someone else painted her. And then and I she love... looked and she looked like she lost like she like looks good. She like looked like she lost a little weight. Like not saying she needed to. I'm just saying she looks like she dropped a little weight. She looks snatched. Here's the thing: if you haven't watched the finale yet, I'm just gonna tell you right now. This episode will spoil everything for you. Yes. So if you don't want to know and you haven't watched yet and you want to be surprised, stop listening right now. We don't want to get the hate that we spoil Drag Race for you. It's fucking Tuesday. The episode came out on Friday. Right, on Friday if you have right. not watched it yet and you're gonna bitch about spoil. Stop fucking crying. Fuck you. Straight up. Just end of story. Don't bitch complain. Some of us haven't watched it yet. All week. Um, it's it, it's Tuesday. I will say this. With the top four of their viewing of the finale, I will say Candy looks like the winner. Yeah. Candy looks like um, all those outfits. Candy looks like she would well. Spoiler alert. <laughs> spoiler, she, she didn't was, win. She didn't win the fucking show. Um, you can tell though she's living the fucking fantasy. Oh she yeah, she, she was, was gonna she win. was ready to be crowned in that in that outfit. But I think Rose and Mick both knew we have no chance of winning. Well, they knew already because <laughs> that was already like yeah yeah yeah. Film. They they knew they weren't gonna be they knew they weren't the top two. So I think they went into the that viewing as a okay we still have to look good but we don't have to put in as much effort because we know we aren't winning. We know we have right. no chance of winning. Um, so I think their outfits were very simple. I think Rose's was very simple compared to what she wore on the finale. It was like it was like a simplified version of her finale outfit. And then Mick just She's like, I got this at Party City. Yeah. But still, I mean, good for her for, you know, still turning out a look that was still very much her. Right, very much I brand and very much her still. And then of course Simone and Candy look stunning. Look stunning because they both had a chance of winning. So Right. So let's talk about those fucking lip syncs. I'm sorry. First of all, we got the cheapest Britney Spears songs available to license. Yeah, I also find it kind of shitty that they chose Britney because she doesn't get any rights, uh, any money from no, that. So no. it kind of was shitty that they chose Britney, knowing everything that's going on right now with her. But hey, whatever. Right, but you know, they because of that's a hot button topic right now. That's 100 percent why they chose Britney. Oh, 100 percent, and it was cheap. So right, but I'm sorry if you're picking Britney Spears songs lip sync to bitch. You ain't picking work, bitch. Give me more till the world ends. Nobody likes those fucking Britney Spears songs. They should have done like "Hit Me Baby One More Time." They should have done "Oops, Oops I, I Did, did it, it Again." They lucky. should have done "Lucky." Well, they wouldn't have done "Lucky" because they did "Lucky" as RuPaul's "Lucky" as the top four song. Toxic. <sighs> toxic they could have done "Toxic," been. and we got "Work." Or bitch. as the world ends. Oh wait, that was that's "Till the World Ends" is the one. Yeah, is the one they Whoa, did. Uh, yeah, uh, they could have done the Kesha remix. I like that. one. They wouldn't have done that. But like, yeah, they could have chose "Toxic." Oops, I did it again. Um, Maybe one more time. Crazy would have been a good one. Yeah. Stronger. Stronger. Yeah. Something that, like, 
they could have sit there and fucking moved and shimmy Stronger would have been great. And, Stronger and, and actually would have been a really good one. Um, but also, like, we hadn't seen Got Mick lip sync since the first episode. All season, except for the first episode. And I think there was a reason for that. Yeah, they didn't play the bottom of this bitch. I love, I, Little Miss Got Mick's got a place in my heart. They were my favorite contestant this entire season. Bitch. That fucking yeah. pussy sliding, booby grabbing, rolling around on the Not floor. Not the tea, sis. Not it. Not the tea, honeybee. She went home real quick against Simone, who just fucking killed it. Killed it. But and Simone then, kills like Simone could get on stage and fucking wear a diaper and read out of the phone book, and I would be like, "Bitch, she's Valentina, she, right? Yeah, she's she's Valentina, but better." Exactly. Friendly. She, won. she also um, won. And then it wasn't we, had, life. we had Rose and Candy go up against each other. And they did work, bitch. Yeah. And I just. Their reveals were boring as fuck. Rose went from what, like a jacket and pants to like a, a, se- yeah. a yeah, a nude like sequency like nonsense. And then Candy revealed the like, two to bondage a, outfit. Yeah, yeah, Candy revealed to a candy cane bondage outfit. Like, and it kind of made me upset because Rose is a performer. Like, she's part of Stephanie's right. She was uh, child and all this stuff. She was on X Factor and America's Got Talent, and they turned it. She went out there and performed her ass off right. with Laguna and Jan, and then she goes and has a moment to be herself and by herself and does that well you saw how well kelly Rowland and michelle williams's solo careers went so it's the same exact thing yeah i mean a group is only as strong as its weakest parts so like but laguna blue hasn't been on the show yet so wouldn't that technically make laguna the week even though she won something i said she apparently on the next season isn't that the rumor i don't know but she just won uh nailed it so oh yeah she was on nailed it, so she won't be on so she, she won't, won't be, be on, on drag race. race yeah you know candy wiped the floor with rosé moved on to the finale and candy was... candy did good in her lip syncs i like as someone who I, I i don't like candy one bit she did a halfway decent job of not sucking at this finale i mean she did better than rue did <laughs> <laughs> Old friend silver, <laughs> new friends gold. <laughs> <laughs> and then you know Simone wiped the floor with Candy in the finale. So. With that fucking wig reveal thing where the shit popped out, I think it was supposed to do more than that. And it was. It had a motor in it. It was supposed to spin like a carousel and everything. I and imagine it, it was. It was the. It was the Asia O'Hara butterfly effect. Yeah, but here's the difference. She didn't harp on the fact that it didn't spin. She just worked on it. She kept She going. just did it and moved forward. Unlike Asia where the butterflies didn't do anything and she was like, fuck, fuck. And then they just kind of fell to the floor and I can't believe they even they fucking cut, let her. Then they cut to Aja's face and um, Monique Hart's face and you knew. I can't believe they fucking let her use real butterflies. I... Uh, <sighs> God bless her. She's still working at the ASPCA to... Serving, to... <laughs> serving looks stunting pretty. I'm the bug from Asia's titties. <laughs> and then... The winner of RuPaul's Drag Race, America's next drag superstar is... Simone! Is our America's next drag superstar. So congratulations, Simone. Very well-deserved. I cannot wait to work with you this year. We'll probably, hopefully, work together soon. I'm in, like, this weird mindset now that, like, I'm so happy that Simone won because she was one of my picks. It was her and Mick the whole time. But I'm also disappointed that Mick didn't win. Like, yeah. it's, like am I allowed to, like, be sad that Mick didn't win? She'll but, like, come back for All-Stars. No, I know. I'm just saying, like, I, like... If there was ever a time for a double crowning, this would have been the season. Yeah, they wouldn't have done that. Though. No, I know, but this would have been the season um, for a double crowning because they both were so deserving of it. Yeah, there's always an all-stars. And I yeah, think at the end of the day... Mick will get fucking eaten alive on all But I think at the end of the day, Mick didn't need to win. It's kind of like the whole thing with Bimini. Right. She didn't need to win. She's going to have an amazing career. It's the Adam Lambert effect. Adam Lambert exactly. didn't need to win American Idol. 
Exactly. And now he's touring with Queen. Right. So, so who's laughing now, ex- Chris Allen? Exactly. So Mick didn't necessarily need to win. I think he will have an amazing career post-drag race, just like Bimini, just like Tace, ju- like, just like Ginger. Like, I, I mean, I don't... No, absolutely. I don't like to bring up my husband, but look... Since at- when? <laughs> But look at Ginger. You know, she lost season seven and has gone on to do movies and TV and albums and, and, and like all this stuff. So you don't necessarily need to win to do anything. And then you look No, at, absolutely. And then you look at the winners and you look at Sasha Valore and you look at Sasha Valore. Even Jada. That's a I think Jada's a, an unfair comparison because she reigned an entire year in a pandemic. So she didn't have as many opportunities to, you know, come out and go out there okay, and proliferate, so I'll take proliferate Jada. her brand. You're right. I'll take Jada out of it. But look at like Violet and look at Sasha Valore. Sasha of Allure. They won and didn't do anything, but their runner-ups did a lot. Peppermint went on and did Broadway. Like, Trinity went on and did right. a, a lot of stuff. Tons and tons and tons of stuff. She then won all she did. You know, she did all these things post-drag race, and it doesn't always mean the winner doesn't always mean you're going to have a successful career. It's what you do after the race is right. over. That defines what you're going to do. That's so, what I always say about all-stars. I feel like all-stars, when you, like, if you're going to win all-stars, you have to take into account your career outside of drag race and your career inside drag race. Exactly. Congratulations, Simone. I'm excited to see what so you do you. this year. Um, and I hope you do uh, some amazing things. You have such a voice. And I hope you use that voice to kind of move uh, the world forward and unite everybody who seems to have an opinion about drag race, including us. Did you see the video that uh, Rubber Child posted on Instagram? I did not. So it's like, so she's part of that, that House of Avalon. Like, yeah, yeah, like yeah. Her, Gigi Good, like Rubber Child, all of them from yeah. like, LA. Um, so it was like them watching the crowning. And just, like, the sheer excitement, like, on everybody's face in that room of, like, how happy they were for Simone. It was very, very good. Like, it was just so charming. Yeah. Um, And then, not only did we crown America's Next Drag Superstar in Simone, we also crowned our brand new Miss Congeniality. Shoft and Shuffle. Shoft and Shuffle. With Lollarie. Yes. Did not expect expect that. that. I was expecting Denali. I was expecting fucking... Not Denali, um, I mean uh, Olivia Lux. Olivia Lux. I was completely expecting Olivia Lux. She was kind of like the the joyfulness of the season, lasted all the way to the top five. Um, so I fully expected it to be Olivia Lux. And then when, you know, Lala Ree won, I was like, oh, she was that's there for like cool. Um, kind of shocking and surprising. Nothing against Lala Ree. I think she is Great, super, right. she's super nice, super sweet, very humble, beautiful. Uh, it was just kind of interesting that. Um, the girls chose her, right? Seeing that she was just there for such a short period of time. Um, but again, it goes to I'm show Candy you. Candy didn't win it. You're an idiot. Um, <laughs> but it really shows you that you can be there for two episodes, three episodes, and still make an impact. Make an impact. Look at Vanjie. Didn't Vanjie win? Vanjie was there for one for one episode. She didn't win Congeniality. Oh, no. <laughs> Congeniality that season was Nina. So congratulations to Lala Rishi. Won ten thousand dollars, and then all the other girls got two thousand. Yeah, so it was. It was Thanks, Olay. <laughs> Thanks, Olay, body. Um, so it was really cool and really well deserved to Lala Ree. So congratulations to Lala Ree and to Miss Simone Simone. Yeah, Michael, oh I think we should tell them who our guest is for next week. <laughs> we made you wait long enough. I didn't make you tell them. Maybe tell them. No, you're it's fine. Your, you're a really good friend. She's a really good friend of mine. Um, so next week we are going to be doing our tenth episode of Queenstown Bears the podcast on Tuesday on May fourth with our very special guest, somebody that I have admired for a very long time and somebody that I'm so happy is our first guest. She is a professional wrestler. She has worked for Total Nonstop Action or TNA here in Orlando. Is that what it stands for? Yeah, Total I didn't Nonstop know that. Action. She is a six time wwe women's champion she has recorded an album uh she is a country artist as well as a professional wrestler if you don't know who i'm talking about at this point i am talking about the one the only 
Mickey James. She will be our guest next week on May 4th. We are going to talk about everything with her, including the taboo subject of her recently released future endeavors from the World Wrestling Entertainment Company. We'll, we'll get all the tea. We're going to get all the tea in. about that. Let's take a break. Come back. At the end of the day, it doesn't f***ing matter, okay? The bitch is safe. Leave her the f*** alone. Like, I'm going like, to worry about Heidi right now, okay? Like I think you, 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 and you. I'm going to worry about Heidi. What is that about? What is all of this about? Y'all need to leave it alone. Leave her alone. She's clearly bothered. When you're dealing with people judging what you do, you just have to let it roll off like water off a duck's back. No tea, no shade, no pink lemonade, but looking at some of these queens, I'm thinking, Rue, you don't want to see these girls up in here naked. I know you don't. We all make choices, but that was a choice. <laughs> mm, choices. Wearing chartreuse doesn't work for everybody. <laughs> choices. <laughs> I don't have a sugar daddy, sweetheart. Everything that I've had, I've worked for. I don't have a sugar daddy. I've never had a sugar daddy. If I wanted a sugar daddy, yes, I probably could go out and get one because I am what? Sickening. You could never have a sugar daddy because you are not that kind of girl. Baby, everything I've had, I've worked for and I've gotten myself. I built myself from the ground up. No, you bitch! Oh, hey, hey. No, 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 no. Well, come on, Teletubby. Teleport us to Mars. You don't have any talent. This is a show for talented people. You should not be here. Your tone seems very pointed right now. Bitch, I am from Chicago. Good God, get a grip, girl. Not today, Satan. Not today. Y'all send me home, it was rigged. <laughs> Rigor Morris, girl. It was Rigor Morris, girl. Morris, who's Morris? Oh, Jesus. Gross. Miss Banji, Miss Banji, Miss Banji. You're listening to Quarantine Bears, the podcast. Let me get down and dirty and raw with our listeners. If you're enjoying the podcast, if you're enjoying what you're listening to, you can go check us out at uh, QuarantineBearsPodcast.com, where you can get all of the up-to-date information. You can also buy some of our brand new merchandise. You can also check us out on Indiegogo now. You can go and donate to make the podcast bigger, better on Tuesdays, as well as our live streams that we do on Friday to kind of add some more production value to that as well. We also have a brand new shirt that we just put out. It's okay. I'm on prep. Um, it's our brand new shirt where 50% of the proceeds from that shirt will go to Broadway Cares Equity Fights AIDS, which is a charity. Charity. <laughs> that fights AIDS on that, Broadway. That is very near and dear to my heart since I am a huge fan of Broadway and a huge advocate for anything dealing with the fight to find a cure to HIV and AIDS. Anybody who buys a shirt that says, it's okay, I'm on prep, not only shows the world that we are fighting against the stigma of HIV and AIDS, but it also goes to a very near and dear charity to my heart. Go and purchase one and we can we can start and single-handedly change the world. Michael, bear with me for a minute. If you watch a certain reality television show that is heavily scripted and you don't agree with the outcome and you send hate to the people who are on this reality television show, you are a garbage human being. You don't know what it's like to wear a wig or be put on a national 
international pedestal in front of millions of people or have to find a fashion designer in the midst of a pandemic when you have no money. You are an asshole if you decide to go on social media and tell them that they should go kill themselves because your person didn't win. How about you grow the fuck up and understand that these people are going out there every single day to entertain you in the middle of a pandemic. If you think that you can do what they do, please, by all means, do it. Show yourselves doing it. Go on YouTube. Go live on Facebook. How about you put your the money where your mouth is and you go out there and you do better? Because honestly, right now, you just sound stupid. I'm sick and tired of seeing people who, I get it, they are opening themselves up. It takes up to, me too much energy to put hate into the world. I get where they're coming from. They put themselves out there so they open up criticism for themselves and stuff. But I'm sick of seeing it. If you think you can do better, then do it. Show it. Don't just sit there and be a keyboard warrior. So... If you send death threats to anybody who is on this past season or even any upcoming seasons, fuck you. We're going to send death threats to you. <laughs> well, Kidding. no. Like, if you, like, we'll use Fifi O'Hare or, you know, Jeremy Carey as an example. When he was on season four and all of that stuff happened with the hate that he got from basically telling Sharon Needles she was a disgusting human being and all this other stuff. Jeremy was threatened to have acid thrown on him multiple times. And was told not to show up to clubs or he'd be killed. His mother was getting death threats. You know, it just turned into this huge problem that didn't need to happen. All because the fans think that they have the right to do the shit. Would you like it if somebody told you to go kill yourself? No. Would you like it if somebody told you, I know where you live, I'm going to come to your house and kill you? Would you like that? Probably not. So maybe you shouldn't fucking do that to people you don't know. Simple as that. Grow the fuck up and understand that it is a heavily edited reality television show. Fuck you. Boom. Roasted. Bear with me for a moment, CJ. If you're a former friend and you think it's cool or it's Kosher to go up to a mutual acquaintance of mine that you know I won't say anything bad to or I won't say anything nasty to and tell her that you really miss me and that you hope that I'm doing well and that you want me to call you. Just know that you're not in my life for a reason. I hate you. You're a bad person. We're not friends. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> Damn. Well, there's that. There is that. We're spilling the tea. We're going to spill the, the oolong. But with that being said, next week we will have six-time women's champion Mickey James on the podcast to talk about everything and we'll talk about everything. It'll be a 50-hour podcast. We'll just talk about everything. <laughs> everything. Everything in her life uh, from what it's like to travel as a wrestler to her country album to being married to Magnus who, god damn, he's hot. Is that her husband? Yeah. I'll show you what he looks like after the podcast. Okay. And... She'll be on the episode next week on May 4th. I'm excited for that. Make sure you check us out on Friday on Twitch and on Facebook Live. You can follow me at the C-E-E underscore J-A-Y on Instagram and on Twitter. Don't find me on Facebook because I'm already maxed out, so that's not going to happen. Perfect. You can find me at, at Mike Burlow on Instagram and Twitter. And you can find me on Facebook at Mike Burlow, but I will not add you because that's weird. That's weird. You can also follow the podcast at Queenstein Bears Podcast across all socials. You can also check out our website, QuenstineBearsPodcast.com. Well, guess what time it is? Michael, sing us out. Now it's time to say goodbye from all our company. Michael's here. CJ's there. See you next Tuesday. Bye. Bye. Let's play the people out with some music. Queer and Steam Bears, the podcast. <laughs>